Open your Bibles to Isaiah 35. Don't worry, we'll get out in time. We got school tomorrow, right? <clears throat> Plus, some of you guys can record the Dallas game. <laughs> I knew Ryan was going to be happy. Open your Bibles to Isaiah 35, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6. And Isaiah is in the Old Testament. Isn't it good to talk about the Lord? Yes. I, I, man, you can talk about Him all day long. But that's the whole deal. When we get to heaven, we'll have all of eternity. So we get to practice here. Isaiah 35. Yeah. Isaiah 35. And I'm going to read from verse 1 through 6. Yes, verse 1. And it says this, the wilderness, the wilderness in the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. And then it kind of shifts gears into this and it says, Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And if, you're, if you're, uh, your Bibles are open and if you have a pen, you can circle that, that He will come and save you. And then He goes into this. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For the waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Now, think about what Isaiah is saying. He's almost like giving a hint of what's going to be taking place in the future. And what he says is that there's going to be blind people that will be able to see. That there's going to come a time where those who are weak will be strengthened. Those who are fearful to be strong and not fear. Because God will be the one that will take care of them. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. In other words, you know what Isaiah is saying? That there is nothing that can hinder the movement of God. Nothing. That if God is going to do something, He's going to do it. I think it took me a while for me to get that into my head and in my heart. That what God wants to do, He's going to do. With my approval or without my approval. But I always say, if God's going to do something, I'd rather be on His side. I'd rather obey Him and go alongside of Him and follow Him rather than be against God or... Watch the movement of God and miss out. And so Isaiah is saying this. This is hundreds of years before Christ came to this earth. And so as Isaiah spoke of what was to take place when God comes to save his people, turn to John chapter 2 in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 2. I'm going to read... Verse 23, John, 20, uh, John 2, verse 23. Now, this is when Jesus was walking on this earth, when he was in his public ministry. And it says this, Now, when he was in Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. Many people saw the signs that he did. And apparently, the first Passover 
which he went to right after doing the miracle in Cana. Remember, he turned the water into wine. Pastor Marsha talked about that, that some people look at that as the miracle was turning the water into wine, but there was, there was a, another miracle that we may have missed. And if you want to see what that miracle was, go online and listen to Pastor Marsha's message. And it's about 20 minutes. You can get the whole thing in a, in a quick uh, amount of time and learn about that miracle. But now he's at the Passover since that miracle. And people saw the miracles that he did and believed in him. But watch what happens with Jesus in verses 24 and 25. It says, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man. And that word to commit is the same word as believe, that the, the people believed in Jesus or trusted in Jesus. But Jesus, with what was going on in the heart of man, he said, I, I can't commit to that heart because the heart doesn't, it's, it's, it's man's heart. And so he knew the hearts of the people. And although they, they looked at him and said, wow, we, we believe in you, we believe in you. Jesus was going a little bit further than the miracle. What he was helping the people with was to get past the miracle to see what Jesus had done and turn to him and turn to the Father God. See, the miracles that Jesus does and the things that we testify about, which is great. That's what we got to witness tonight. I'm glad that all those testimonies glorified God. Because that's why Jesus did what he did. That's why he did the miracles that he did. He did the miracles so that people would turn to God, not to the miracle. Sometimes we see miracles, but we chase the miracle rather than the miracle maker. And I pray tonight that we would continue to chase after the one that does the miracles. Some people say, well, if I, if I saw the miracles, if I could just see the miracles, then, then I would believe. But they wouldn't. People, just because they see a miracle doesn't mean they're going to believe in Jesus Christ. Some people would say, well... If I, if I see the miracle of God, then, then I'll put my trust in Him. Then I'll, then I'll, I'll, I'll put my, my hope in Him. But that's not true. Because Jesus still does miracles today. But people are missing the miracle maker. It's not about the miracles. It's about the one who is doing the miracles. Some people say, well, if someone would come back from the dead, then I would believe. But Jesus said, no. They won't. If they do not believe Moses and the prophets, they will not believe even though one comes back from the dead. And he was speaking of himself. The miracles of Jesus is more than just the miracles. In John 6, and you can flip there real quick over, John 6, verse 2. It says, Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he had performed on those who were diseased. Yeah, a great multitude. You know what is interesting? Apparently, there were more miracles that Jesus did that were never recorded. Remember in the book of John, it said, If, if everything that Jesus did were recorded, then there would not have enough books, not enough libraries to contain the stories. And I, I wonder if, and I want you to catch this tonight, and then we'll close in prayer. I wonder if the reason why the miracles did not need to be recorded is because we're the book. 
that is being written. That when Jesus looks at our life, in fact, the Bible says that he's the author and perfecter of our faith. And although, yes, they could have written tons of books that Jesus says to you and I, I'm writing the book of your life, that your life is a testimony to me. You are a walking miracle. And people will see that. They may believe in him. They may not believe in him. But you believe in him. And that's what matters. Tonight, set in your hearts that you're a walking miracle. And whatever Jesus is doing in you and whatever he's doing through you, continue to do that. Because one day, one day, even those who may dislike you, those that come against you, or even those in your own family who do not believe, one day they will be standing in the midst of the church before God and testifying what God did through you so that they too could find Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to close and pray. And you're thinking, wow, that's the shortest message, but we're going to continue next week. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all about Jesus. If we talk about Jesus, we'll be okay. But let's pray together, shall we? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being the miracle maker. We love you, Lord, and we, we're thankful that we can gather together as a church, as the body of Christ. That together, as we testify and we talk about you and we, we talk about the miracles that you've done in our lives, that people would understand how good you are. That it's not about us. It's not what we have done, but it's what you're doing. And I pray for this church, Lord, this body of Christ, whether it be here or wherever they may be, that they're connected to you. And that's what matters most, that together we're the church. You gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some pastors and teachers, evangelists, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And because of that, all of us put together is to edify the body of Christ. And so we thank you for being our God. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen. Amen.